0: It's time for Dodger Baseball. Strike three, and Dodgers have won it all in
1: 2020. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Dodging Sleep podcast. My name is Ian Carlson and wherever and whenever you're listening to us I hope you're having a very pleasant day. We're recording this on the 1st of August Uh, on this day in history in Dodgers history back in 2015. um, The one and only Clayton Kershaw struck out Mike Trout Looking with a curveball, which marked the first time that reigning MVPs had faced one another in a major league game. Uh, Trout went 0-3 for against Kershaw, who went through eight innings as the Dodgers won 3-1. Wonder what happened to those two guys since then. Um, Joining me on the podcast this week, we have the other Ian, Ian Bleas, who is struggling a bit with the dreaded uh, COVID, but bravely is with us tonight. How are you doing, Ian?
2: Oh yeah, it's really brave, this mate. Yeah, um, I feel like a real. Uh, I feel like I, I deserve a medal. Yeah, um, I mean, it's 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 not been not been a fantastic week, um, but I think I'm on the way up now, uh, and I'm excited to I'm excited to see what the Dodgers can do after an exciting week for the Dodgers.
1: Excellent. It was good to have you here with your with your Lurgy, but at least it's over the wire rather than face to face, I suppose. Um, we've also got Adam. Adam, how are you doing?
0: I'm good, thank you. Good. Yeah,
1: good to be here excellent and as ever doing all the technical wizardry we have the one and only leon how are you doing leon
3: yeah very good thanks mate very good thank you
1: excellent excellent well there's a, one or two things baseball related and Dodger-related for us to talk about this week, but we'll start as we normally do with a bit of a review of the game since we last podded. So, since then, we've completed a two-one series win over the Rockies. We lost a two-one series to the Giants, and we are currently tied one-all with the D-backs, with Arias going in the final game of the series tonight. Uh, so, as we're recording this on the first of July, first uh, of August, July is over, and it was our lowest win percentage of the season so far. But we're still only three games back from the Giants. So Adam, why don't we go go for you first? What, what what's your make of the last of the last few games over the last week?
0: Um it's been a case of good, bad and ugly, hasn't it really? Um <laughs> I mean we've had great outing from Bueller. Tend to expect it now but I mean he's just continuing off another great game within his great season. Uh, the bads the rest of the starting pitches have been a bit iffy. Price and Gonsolin have been bad and then the ugly oh, cody bellinger that throw it from first base was some horrible viewing
1: yes is when you when you see throws like that you realize that yes you too could be a be a sporting superstar for an mlb team if that's all it takes um i would
2: never reach the netting behind third base i tell you that now <laughs>
1: What did you make of it, Ian? Did you manage to get to see a few games from your sick bed?
2: Um, in all honesty, I, I watched a couple of them live because I couldn't sleep, um, and then uh, lots of others I've watched on. I've watched on uh, highlights um, because I've, I've generally been feeling pretty wiped all week. Um, but it's been I, it's the same old frustrations that we keep talking about each each week. Um, these are three teams. Yes, the Giants are performing well, but these are three teams that we should be consistently beating. Um, the the D backs they, they shouldn't be pushing us to a decider. We should we should be dominating these games, winning them comfortably. And it comes down to um, it comes down to gen- generally speaking, the 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 offense. You know, yes, we've got pitching injuries. I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about that later on. Um, that we've uh, that we've tried to to reinforce, um, but generally speaking. Uh, the pitchers have done a reasonable job most of the time of keeping the runs to a reasonable level and give us give the offense a chance to go and win a game despite this. And they, sometimes they just don't show up. Um, and there's only so much. There's been some. Uh, Chris Taylor recently confirmed. Uh, I think I must think it was this morning. Was confirmed as the uh, NL Player of the Month. Uh, he's been absolutely superb over over the last over the last uh, few. Last few weeks, um, all season really. Uh, Muncy's been great. holes does what he does. Um, you know, it's, it's not been it's not been awful. But then you, you look at some of the other players that you would pin your hopes on, uh, and they've either not been in the lineup due to injury, the likes of Seager, who's just on his way back now, uh, or there's Bellinger, who has a severe hole in his swing, uh, and is really lacking in confidence, uh, and he's just not the player uh, that has produced what he's produced over his still relatively young career to date so far. Um, and I think I think it'll be interesting to see whether the new trade acquisitions that we've brought in, one of them in particular, brings a new dynamic to our offense that we're perhaps lacking at the moment, uh, and that's stolen bases. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it gives us another string to our bow and we can maybe try and score some runs without having to go hit to hit to hit station to station to station while we can't rely on the long balls from Bellinger um, but yeah it's going to be um, it's been an inconsistent week <laughs> um, i probably wandered off on a bit of a tangent as I always do
1: I, th- I think inconsistent and the good the bad and the ugly are, are both pretty accurate ways of summing it up Leon what do, what do you make of the um, of the week
3: I think as Ian says it's been quite a tough watch to be honest um sort of following like some of enough works I've been following sort of the games a bit closer than I usually would sort of uh, midweek um and they weren't great um in particular uh, the, the the final game in the Giants series um which is one that I think most of us could sit down and watch it it was it wasn't good at all. Um it, it was one of those games where you could see it's not gonna happen today. Um and the other obviously the next concerning aspect was another extra innings loss. Um which again, I think I tweeted out on the account, it's the approach has to change at this point. Um something's very wrong with the Dodgers and in extra innings. Um winning five of those, you know, half of those games and we're, we're top of the division. Um, but we're losing it feels like every single one. I can't even remember the game, the extra innings game we won or when it was, to be honest, because it's you know, the Padres won, it
0: early right beginning of the season.
3: That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're uh yeah, the Corey Seager home run. Um since then, nothing. Um Everyone just feels like an automatic loss at the moment. Um something's got to change in that in you know in that aspect. Um last night was a positive. Uh, they strung together a hell of a lot of hits, even Belly gone you know, it with a couple of hits as well. Um and it, it turned into quite a comfortable victory in the end. Um obviously gotta give a little bit of praise to Mitch White as well, who has struggled in, in some of his outings, but that was his first major league start, and he did very well, apart from the, you know, the obviously the long ball to uh to Calhoun, who always seems to homer against us. Um, it just feels now that we, I mean, looking at the lineup t- tonight, it looks more like a Dodgers lineup that we'd expect. Um, obviously, McKinstry's been sent down to OKC. Um, I guess the, the one major thing, obviously, Ian's just raised his hands is he's, he's probably Mookie Betts at second base, which I think any of us would have expected. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but it's going to be—it's it's great to have him back and hopefully now we, we just need that little bit of consistency. I think Joe Davies mentioned last night that the only teams with worse records uh, than us recently are the Cubs and the Nationals and they both blew everything up. Um, so we just need to find that little bit of consistency. I guess the, the one positive to take out of, um, out of this recent stretch is that the Giants haven't got any further away from us uh, than they were previously. Same with the Padres as well, who seem to be regressing a little bit. Um, probably due to injuries and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's it's not been the most positive week but this 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 you know light on the uh, at the end of the tunnel.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting you just mentioning the, the 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 Padres as well. I think if if I've got my stats right, I think we have three more games against the Giants this season. We have nine games against the Padres, but the Padres and the Giants still have to play each other 10 times. So um you know, it, 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 in classic sort of, um, I suppose, soccer parlance, you know, it's all in our, you know, the destiny kind of thing in our own hands. We can, we can, if we swept the Giants, you know, take a 5 4 lead against the Padres and then they, they just knock lumps out of each other, um, we'll be home and hose at that point, I would have thought. So, um, yeah, we're still, as, as, as we've kept saying through the season, there's, there's, some players has forms dipped, we've struggled with injuries, there's been various other setbacks, and yet we're still only three games back in the toughest division in the whole of baseball. Um, so, um, you know, ready for a late season charge, which which hopefully will come off the back of um, of, a, of a quite interesting um Trade deadline uh, this year, which which we will uh, perhaps not surprisingly move on to next. And and I'd like to start it with, because of course I know they'll be listening to us. But the 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 head shows at BT Sport and ESPN, um, just a big shout out and thank you for them because they showed two and a half hours live on on BT Sport of coverage of the uh, of the deadline from from US TV, which was just brilliant to be able to watch it on. I know it's not quite terrestrial TV. But but nevertheless, to be able to watch it without needing some kind of an app or something, was I thought very refreshing and helpful to getting more more people in the UK um, into into baseball. Um, but with that out of the way, um, quick summary of the of, of the key point. Obviously, you know we we've traded Scherzer and Trey Turner, gave up um, Josiah Gray, Gerardo Carrillo, Donovan Casey, and Kybert Ruiz. Um, so some um, I, I think it. It certainly seemed to blow the coverage right open when when everybody was seemed to be tipping Scherzer in particular to be going to either San Diego or San Francisco. And then we we sort of snuck in and got not only him but, but Turner as well, um, having already got Danny Duffy from from the Royals. Um we said on the pod last week we were talking about who might be a dream signing, and I think we we identified Scherzer would, would be it, but equally there was we we talked a little bit about not necessarily wanting to give up everything this year because we were struggling with form and injuries and there was no guarantee even with a couple of big trades that we would we'd, we'd, we'd get to where we want to which is deep in the playoffs so um be interested on people's thoughts on 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 that and anything else to do with the with, with, with the trades um leon it looks like you're off mute at the moment so um should we shall we start with you
3: yeah, so you know, I mean, I myself, I said I didn't want to sort of blow everything up. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have kept Kyber Ruiz, um, but when you're given the opportunity to get Max Scherzer and also Trey Turner, um, it's a difficult one to turn down. Obviously, we've got Trey Turner for next year as well. Um, it's, it was too good an opportunity to, to turn down. Um, Scherzer is, is an unbelievable pitcher, uh, Trey Turner is an unbelievable shortstop. Uh, as his natural position, but, you know, I think from what I read, they're going to move and shift him to second base. We've now got that cover for Corey Seager if we don't re-sign Corey Seager. Um, I think obviously my preference would be that could we we sort of nail down Corey to a, a long-term deal. But if he doesn't work out and he looks elsewhere, I think he's a Boris client, um, so he's going to be sort of on, you know, he's going to be up to everyone. Um, we've got a functioning all-star, short already. Um, so I, I was really pleased with it. The Danny Duffy deal as well. Um, again, granted, I don't know a great deal about Danny Duffy. Don't really watch a lot of AL baseball. It's, it's all, it, it, I think he's he's come across on a sort of a player to be named later basis. Uh, so essentially like a free transfer. Um, so we've got an experienced pitcher again to sit in that bullpen if required, or to step up and and, and take a start starting slot if required. Um, so I think it was a good day. Um, obviously, we, we're taking flack across the board for the payroll issue. Um, again, a lot of that is probably going to have been forced by what's occurring with Trevor Bower. Uh, we're paying a lot of money to a pitcher that we can't, can't pitch at the moment for for the correct reason. Um, so we had to fill that gap. Um, there's a lot of people saying that you know the Dodgers are destroying baseball. I know Nick at LA Angels has, has asked the question today. Um, why are you destroying baseball ruin baseball for everyone else um, but i think it's important to note that the the luxury tax threshold isn't you know it's it's not a line that doesn't have to be crossed um, if you can pay more um go for it you know we don't it's not a line that you know if you're breaking any rules by going above it it's not set up in that way um, i think a bigger point which we've made previously on the pod is is, is looking at the teams that refuse to spend the money um, the Cubs and the Nats, for example, um, those are teams that have won the World Series within the last five years. Um, the Nats especially, they didn't really need to blow things up like they did. Um, the NL East isn't a particularly strongly functioning um, division at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not particularly comfortable with the Dodgers spending nearly $300 million, um, but we're not breaking any rules. Every other team in baseball could probably do the same. They choose not to. Um you can't knock a team for strengthening when there is high quality players available that, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with the business that we've done. Look forward to seeing the guys out there.
1: Yeah, I think it's good. And I think it's, I mean, yeah, there's been lots of, as you say, stick flying around about Dodgers and the checkbook and all the rest of it. But but at the end of the day, you do have to have the prospects to trade away. Um, it's not like you just write a, it's not like soccer where you just simply write the biggest check and get the players. So know everybody else in baseball is is free to do really really good scouting really really good player development really really good drafting and then have some really really good prospects to to trade for these players um the fact that they aren't as good well maybe they should look at themselves um ian what are your thoughts on the uh on the on the trades
2: yeah i mean pretty much in in full agreement with leon on what leon just said there to be honest but i think uh, for me, the the price is the price is heavy. Um, I, I'm not. I don't think it's. I don't think we've overpaid, but I think it's important for people to know that we have given up some good prospects. Um, one of the things that's been spoke, that's been said about our uh, administration uh, before is that we don't trade our top prospects. Our number one prospect, Kybert Ruiz, has gone. Our number one pitching prospect, I Gray, has gone uh, as part of, as part of this. Now, I'm not overwhelmingly concerned about that i i do I, w- I want to qualify this to certainly to any uh, uh 20 nats fans who might be listening i'm not sure how many of them would do um but kybert ruiz looks to be legit i i was i was really excited um about him coming through and starting to play but we've already got a really exciting young catcher in will smith who's already proven at the mlb level um, and perhaps it's one thing to anticipate Kybert Ruiz will come in and become a good catcher for the club. It's probably a bit much to to be able to bank on the fact that he's going to come in and perform to that level, uh, even if he would give us another couple of years service time on Smith. Um, so I think it's the right move for the club and the right move for Ruiz at this time, Ruiz at this time, uh, to uh, to part ways. And especially given what we've been able to get in return you know two two years of trey Turner who is one of the most exciting players um you know he um he doesn't hit a ton of home runs he does hit some home runs he doesn't hit tons um but he he steals bases he plays top level um top level uh, defense um he's uh he hits to all parts of the ballpark he hits doubles triples uh, yeah, he's just going to be a great fit, I think. Um, for me personally, I think what this means is that I think that Seager's gone at the end of the year. I, I, I do think that. I, I, I'd love to be wrong. I don't want to uh, disappoint uh, Leon, but um, or any or, or anybody else. Um, you know, there's lots of Seager fans out there. But um, I think Corey Seager potentially has got less affinity with the Dodgers uh, than other uh, young players uh, and especially given that he's a Boris client um, I think he'll be he'll be taken out to the highest bidder and he will be uh, he will go to whoever pays the most and that'll probably it could it's probably going to be in, in in New York It's probably going to be uh, a Yankee I would have thought um, uh, but anything could happen between now and, and, and when that comes around uh, so that's, that's the big thing for me. So what I started doing is I started to look at is Trey Turner as good as Corey Seager. Um, and actually from a comparison point of view, there's not a lot in it. Um, so even though I said that Seeger hits more home runs, um, so Seeger has hit 92 home runs. Turner's actually hit 93. Uh, but Seeger spent a lot of time on the IL uh, uh, in that time. Uh, on a batting average point of view turner hits 300 seeger hits 293 career to date it's the doubles it's the doubles where seeger really takes off and comes into his own so is um uh, i think he also walks a little more as well um so um uh, look well, like you'd expect with the with the dodgers to be honest um so his slugging percentage is 495 versus turner's 486 his ops is 857 versus Turner's uh, 8.42. Um, But defensively, when you flip things around, uh, using some of the more modern metrics, uh, Trey Turner's, uh, so since 2016, using this, um, so uh, Trey Turner since 2016, um, his defensive run saves, runs saved is plus 11. Seeger's is minus six, right? So 17 points difference. Outs above average, Uh, Turner's is 13, and Seager's is minus nine. So that's plus 22. Um, So when you balance all that and add in the stolen base threat of Trey Turner, I think potentially we've ended up with slightly less offense, ever so slightly, but it's very, very comparable. You've also got somebody who's likely to be on the field more often based on injuries to date so far. Um, and you've got someone who is going to be better in the field. Uh, and where criticism has been levelled at Seager in the past, it has been on his it has been on his defense, which I've often thought is harsh. But when you see stats like that, it's uh, it, it's hard to pick another to pick another view. Um, I'll I'll leave shares for someone else to talk about. But I'm really excited about Trey Turner.
1: Yeah, I think I th- I think you're right there. And I think when you look at the rest of the the team, if everybody's fit and play into form, then losing a bit on offence by going from Seager to Turner really shouldn't matter because there should be plenty of batting there. I think for me, the other point is just looking at the stats were, um, given the form of some of our existing players and how they've dipped this year, you look at Trey uh, at Turner's stats this year versus his average, and all of the key stats are up this year on his average. So he's 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 trending the right way, and I think his, his wins above replacement is like four, is over four at the moment. So given given the week, given given the sort of if you like underperformance by bare standards of some of the players, it's
3: important to get somebody on
1: the up through him.
3: In, just with regard to Turner as well, he's hit he's hit the cycle three times in his career, um, which is an incredible stat to be honest. Yeah, um, and it shows you sort of the speed that we're now going to be dealing with on the base base pass paths. With, uh, with it's Red the joint Red.
2: most ever, and he's only been playing for what uh, five years. This is his yeah. fifth season.
1: Hmm. So, yeah, no, it's um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think I'm, I'm, absolutely with you, Ian. it's a, it's a, it's a great trade. Um, Adam, what are you, what are your thoughts, and uh, particularly, what do you think of the of the shares side of things?
0: Yeah, I agree with whatever both of what the guys have said about Turner. Uh, I, th- I think. It does probably spell the end of Seager, I think. Although, I don't know, we could probably still get him if things move in the right direction. We get DH next year. Maybe move him to third. I don't know. That's a conversation for another time, I think. But Scherzer, I'm a big Scherzer, Scherzer fan. Um, when I first got into baseball, the two pitches I fell in love with, Kershaw, Scherzer. They're, they're, they were the two pitchers that I absolutely fell in love with. Um, and just reading about Scherzer today, it just makes me so happy he's with us um like 40 percent of his starts he's gone six innings with one run or less it's a super super stat um he's got a, a two uh, I, can't read, I can't read my notes now but yeah he's he's playing amazing um i think he's fourth in mlb for k rate um which is which is great. He's just such an exciting guy to watch on the man he's, he's the intensity he has there is is great. It's I think when he pitches to um, to Barnes, which he definitely will, it's just going to be so so much angry eyes on the fields so that you're just not going to want to argue anything that those two do. But I mean, the big thing with the trade is he was kept away from the Padres and the Giants. That's I said that was a big thing. I think I think he just fits in with our rotation. That's been hit, but I don't think you can argue
2: that we've
0: we've probably got the best rotation in baseball still.
1: Probably there or thereabouts still. I
2: think you can say again um, because I think since uh, since um, he who shall not be named uh, has 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 left the left the team, I think there's strong case to say that what's happened to our starting rotation. I think this reinstates us as the uh, as the as the best starting rotation uh, whenever when everyone's fit which uh, we're only missing one at the moment um so when everyone's fit hopefully that's not too far away
1: yeah i i i think you're right and um i suppose a couple of other other thoughts overall on the on the sort of trade position and and again goes back to all the extra coverage that we got over here on the UK there was a lot of talk about how Teams having for the, right right throughout MLB over the last few years a reluctance to trade top prospects, and yet suddenly this year everybody seemed to be you know happy to or not happy but but prepared to trade much higher prospects than they would have done normally, and there was a lot of talk about you know what is happening with the new CBA, what might change, are people getting in and trading now? um clearly we, we don't know where all those talks will end up but it but it, it was pointed out that far more teams were trading higher prospects than normal um we did I saw on, on, on Twitter earlier we, we tweeted out you know, any questions and, and and the the guy runs the, the the nats UK feed did say what do we think of the of the guys we've traded to them and and, and Ruiz has gone straight in at the nats number one prospect and Gray's gone straight in at number two with carillo at number 10 so um despite the fact that they blew it up and a few other trades they've they've done pretty well out of the Dodgers um so um yeah they're they're clearly in a in a rebuilding phase and 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 very good luck to the guys who've gone there um there was a couple when when you read a bit about Ruiz yes he seems to be doing very well from a from a perspective but a couple of question marks around his some some of his defensive play and we do have um Kataya, is that how you say it? Diego Kataya, who's who's I think currently our number four prospect now at uh, AA, only 19 years old. So we do have another catcher coming up who who knows, we might trade him away in a couple of years' time. If Smith's doing really well, and another couple of uh, of star players. But um, but yeah, I I think overall I I'm I'm pretty happy with where we are. Um I think it'd be good to get others back from injury. Um did wonder midweek whether we would have gone for Kimbrel because there was a lot of talk about bringing him in but i suspect having already given up um our top prospects to get scherzer and turner there was there was nothing left in the in the in the locker to get kimbrell and then we have got i suppose Canable is is in the middle of rehabbing at the moment so that's a bit of bit of extra relief coming in um i'm going to put a question to you which i did put on our on our whatsapp chat group and was told that we would never need it because we weren't going to be in a in the in the wild card game. But I'm going to ask it anyway. So if if the if the season finished now and we were in the wild card game, and all of our starting pitchers are fit, who starts? Kershaw, Bueller, Scherzer, Mister. Please, you got your hand up. I'm
2: going to tell you exactly what I told you in the WhatsApp group. You don't trade for Max Scherzer to play for a wild card game. You just don't. Um, so I'm going to take no further part in this conversation.
1: <laughs> Adam, who would you start? Oh,
0: uh, I don't know. Let's get two innings out of all of them. <laughs> uh, I, I, I. After last year's heroics, uh, Bueller, I think, is the man. Just, I, I think he. I, I would. Oh, I don't know. You could pick any of them and. It would be the right answer, so uh, there's there's no there's no wrong answer, I think, in that question. But I think Fine. Beulah probably just edges it for me.
3: Leon, any thoughts? Uh, Beulah, every single day. Um, if you need a starter in the postseason for me now, he's uh, he's almost untouchable. Um, his, his record in the last couple of years in the postseason is, is unreal. Um, so yeah, Beulah carries us through.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's I'm, 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 I'm with the two of you. I'm I'm going Bueller and I'm going a step further if he gets us through to if he gets us through six innings and then he maybe given given he's clearly got the got the the mental toughness after the World Series last year. I might even bring then bring Urias in for the last two or three innings just to get us through and go like that rather than going deeper into the bullpen. But as Ian says, we're not going to need it. Um we don't normally talk overly about the the opposition here but um, Giants went into panic mode very late on and obviously got Bryant from the Cubs Um, Padres played around a bit with a couple of trades earlier on and then missed Scherzer, missed Berrios but I guess did get to keep some of their prospects but there was a lot of talk about them needing a starting pitcher which they they didn't get in the end Um, Anybody got any comments on on what either of
3: those two um, did or didn't do? I think um, Brian's a, a, a good good signing um, for the Giants. He's, he's again, he's another versatile player, um, another experienced player. Um, I know they've been missing Longoria recently, um, so Brian can slot in at third, and if Longoria comes back, they can shift him into the outfield. So there's a lot of versatility with Brian, So I, I think that's a good pickup for them. Um, in terms of the Padres, I think the only real sort of business they did was um, on, on deadline day was uh, Daniel Hudson. Um, from the Nationals. Again, it's a decent picker, um, but they are struggling big-time. Um, think Charlie, Charlie Baldwin, uh, who's a giant tiny, he dropped a stat which says that the, um, the last month, I think, the Padres are 24th in the in in Major League uh, Baseball. Um, obviously, Paddock's gone on the IL as well. Uh, Snell has, has not been good. Um, Darvish has struggled over his last few starts. Um, so I think, out of all the teams out there that are contending, I think they're, they're going to be the most disappointed with the, uh, the results of the deadline day across the board.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good summary. Any, any, anybody else like to add anything on there?
2: Yeah, I think I did. So yeah, I thought it was interesting that the giants didn't go for it a bit more. All right. Um, I kind of think where they were at with the payroll flexibility that they had, that they might've been a bit more aggressive. Don't get me wrong. Chris Bryant is a decent rental for what they've given up for him. They didn't seem to give up a great deal for him either. Um, although there were some false reports flying around. Uh, they did bolster their bullpen as well with uh, with former Dodger Tony Watson as well, picked him up. Um, so they've done a little bit of business. But I think for me, it signifies that the, that the Giants upper echelons are fully aware that there are better teams in Major League Baseball than them, despite their record. Um, and I think they've decided that they don't want to chase this pipe dream. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it with the players who got them this far. Um, And I can respect that. I really can. I think, um, I think the temptation must have been there for Farhan to go out and try and pick up some of these really big names. And I think he's looked at it, looked at where the prospects that they already have are from a couple of relatively poor years. And they're not where they're not, I don't think that they believe that they're ready to challenge for a world series yet. And let's be honest, the giants want to win world series. That's what, you know, they've, they've won more than most other teams in the last, um, well, they've, won, they've definitely won more than most other teams in the last 10 years. Um, so, <clears throat> so I think that's recognition and realism from them, not to throw out the farm to try and chase down a world series this year. I think they know they've got brighter days ahead. Um, so I hope Giants fans uh, aren't too upset with with the way that they've done that.
3: I think just looking at the, as things stand with the wild card race as well at the moment, they are very comfortably in the postseason at the moment. Um, it would take things going extremely, extremely wrong for them not to make at least the wild card at this point. Um, so I think as Ian says, it's it's a work in progress, and no one expected them to be at the uh, where they are at the moment. Um, so for them to to you know destroy their farm. Just to make the postseason, um, this stage would probably be a bit reckless. Um, so yeah, but again, I think probably comfortable work for them. I think they'd be fairly happy with what they've done um, at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, I think I think there was a stat, I forget the precise number, but it was something looking at sort of schedules post the All Star Game, and were, I think I think the Giants they don't have the toughest schedule in MLB, but they were certainly in the top four or five, I think, maybe, in terms of tough schedules from, from the All-Star game onwards. So that, they may, you're right, they may just be looking at it going, we're, we're a bit ahead of where we expected to be, but we want to be here for the next two or three years, so let's not just chuck it all away now. Adam, any any, any thoughts?
0: Um, no, I, I agree with um, what Ian said about the Giants. I think they did the right thing. Uh, but then, I mean, they've got Farhan Zaidi. He's a Smart bloke. I mean, you know, I think he knows what he's doing. I know he's, he's learned off Friedman who is the best at what he does. I, I think they will be dangerous in years to come. But I think they did the right thing not chasing it this year. Yeah, definitely.
1: Cool. Well, just a, a, a couple of final sort of stats or thoughts from me on the on on the trade deadline before we move on, and it just really just shows that. If we didn't already know it, you really do have to enjoy victories while you have them because we've I think it was Leon mentioned earlier about the Cubs and the Nats. You know, the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, only three players now remain from those who get played in game seven. And the last out was Bryant thrown to Rizzo, both of whom are now gone. Even more recently than that, the Nats won it in 2019, and only four players now remain from those who played in game seven. Uh, the last out was Hudson thrown to, to Gomez and again both are now gone so you do have to you do have to enjoy it while you can um or or I guess try and build on your success and not end up blowing it up a couple of years later like they have but um just going to show you how quickly things can change in sport um in a in a, in a post um post trade uh, lineup if everybody's fit we are um well and truly stacked now I think it's fair to say um So if everybody's fit, but playing as they are at the moment, what does that mean for Mr. Bellinger right now, who is just struggling to, it seems to just, well, if he picks the batter at the right end, he's doing well. It feels he just—I uh, don't, don't want to be overly harsh, but he just seems to be in such a deep rut at the moment. Whether it's mental, whether it's the start of the swing or whatever, it must be horrible what he's what he's kind of going through at the moment. But but at some point, you you can only have so many players on the on, on the field, and you need them all to be playing well. So, Ian, what are your thoughts on um, on Bellinger? I know we've talked previously about whether he should go down to Triple A for a for a while.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm never entirely sure how um, how uh, the movements of players under contract work. Um, I, I think Bellinger, we can do what we like with. If we want to send him down, we can do. But I, it's but I think um, I think to be honest, what the way the way I'm looking at the Bellinger situation is, I think he's I think he's injured. I think he could do with uh, I think he could do with a rest, or at least I think he's not fully fit. I'll phrase it that way. Um, and I think he could deal with the rest, uh, seeing someone like him with his level of superstardom and what he's achieved in the game, leaving the field of play borderline in tears because he knows how how bad he's playing right now. It's not what anyone wants to see. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm not tearing up. That's just the COVID. Um, and um, and uh, I think... I think he could benefit with a stint on the IL and a rehab assignment is probably what I would put in there, which is probably, you know, spend a little bit of time in, in Oklahoma um, and just have some fun. Baseball is when base, when you're playing well at baseball, it feels like the easiest game in the world. Um, I speak about this as someone who, who was, it was played for a long time, but at no particular level. Um, and when you're going through a slump um, any longer than you know a, a, a few days, a few games, it really starts to eat at you. You start to question everything. Um, you, start trying, you start doing things that you've never done before in a way to try, to try and fix things. Bellinger right now, he can't hit a fastball, uh, which is a fundamental problem for a baseball player. It, 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 You know, 94 miles an hour down the middle, he swings under it every single time. He needs to be able to go and spend some time in a less pressured environment and start swinging that through. In his defense, he obviously had that horrific shoulder injury. Um, I say horrific. His arm didn't really come off or anything, but, you know. But he had the uh, the high five incident with Kike Hernandez where his shoulder popped out of his socket in the postseason. Uh, he then came back and probably wasn't quite the same player in the World Series as he had been in the uh, in the NLCS. Uh, but he came out and he did a job for the team. Uh, he's then gone away into the into the off season. He's had shoulder surgery. He had a very he arrived very late into into spring training. Um, he wasn't quite looking fully himself through spring training when he did get there. But then he had the homer that wasn't a homer on opening day when uh, Justin Turner thought it had been caught and turned back. And you kind of think, oh, maybe Belly will be okay. Uh, and then I think he only played, was it four or five games before he was out um, out for quite a while um, with, with, the, uh, uh, with what turned out to be a broken leg. So he's had, for the first time in his career, he's had injury after injury, uh, and, and he spent a lot of time away. And over the last couple of years, when you factor in the COVID situation as well, he's probably played less baseball now than any time in his life before. Um, so I think that there's plenty of scope for him to, for us to be patient with him, for us to send him down for a week or two. We've seen it happen before where t- players get dropped down and they come back and they're and they're on the firing on all cylinders when they come back. Because he is We've seen what he's what he can do over his over his career so far. Rookie of the year, uh NLCS MVP, uh, NL MVP. Um, you know, he's uh all-star. He, he's achieved so much already. And I think there are certain fans calling for him to be traded, that he's gone, that he's that he's a bust. Um obviously he because of previous years, he is he is on a hefty salary, but Apart from anything else, that means no one else will take him. I wouldn't have thought at this stage, but he is a quality player, and the Dodgers, the Dodgers fan base, need to be patient with him, to work with him, and get him back to where he want, to where he wants to be, which is playing center field, winning gold gloves, getting selected for All Stars, hitting home runs, uh, and sometimes going out there and winning games on his own.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I think, and I. I think you're right about maybe having some time out, and certainly when you look at the, we've already talked about the signing of Turner and and where everybody's going to play. But you could look at a lineup with Smith, Muncie at first, Turner at second, and Turner at third, and Seeger at shortstop. Then you could have Betts, Taylor, and Pollock in the outfield. You know that's a bloody strong lineup, and you could have Bellinger then have a week off, and you're not really fielding a weaker team when you've still got. Someone like Holes who can come in as, as first and move everybody else around a bit. So um, yeah, I wonder if they'll if they'll go that way. Um, Adam, any 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 thoughts on the Cody situation?
0: Yeah, I, I, as, as Ian said, the injury I think is 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 a big thing on him. I mean, I don't think he can't be fit the way he's playing at the minute. It, he just can't. I mean, confidence is probably a big thing that's that's hit him with that shoulder injury. If something doesn't quite feel right and his swing. I can imagine it will throw you right off. Um, I know a couple. Of, I know it's not the same sort of sport, but a similar principle. Golf. A couple of years ago, I had a slight shoulder injury then, and my swing was all over the shop. And I imagine it's a very similar concept that just one little tweak in your shoulder a muscle and it will just knock you all way out of whack. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was thinking when we traded for Turner the other day. I was wondering how does CT three get in the lineup, but I think the more I thought about it, it's how do you fit Belly into the lineup at the minute? As you said, it's you just can't have that bat in the lineup at the minute. It's 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 just not good for anyone. It's not good for him. I think confidence is a big thing in sport, and he's clearly not got any at the minute. It's I think he needs to be taken out of the firing line for
1: definite. Yeah, yeah. Give, give him chance to, to sort it out. Leon, any 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 final thoughts on on Belly? I think it's just
3: yeah, as, as as everyone sort of said, really, it's just give him a little bit of time out to get fully fit. He's not fit. Um, you know, his problems previous. You know, when he was striking out even previous years, he was on breaking balls and that sort of thing. Um, it, it's mostly fast balls down the middle. Um, I don't. If if I was an MLB pitcher at the moment or a catcher, I'd just tell my pitcher. to, Wang it down the middle. He's going to pop it up, or he's going to swing through it. Um, he's obviously working through issues. He's had three three bad injuries this year, um, and I don't think he is quite fully fit. Um, you know, he's got the, obviously the dislocated shoulder, which was a, you know it's a big issue in itself. Broken leg, and then a hamstring. Um, they're all injuries that so we are all going to plan your mind a little bit as well. Um, you know, none of us are top-level professionals wonder if you've had an injury, if we played you know just off five-side football, you're always a little bit wary yourself. These are guys that are, are playing every single day. There isn't that much time to get yourself ready and, and fit and, and and get your confidence back up. Um yeah, I mean when he's fit, he's such an asset to the team. Um and it's that, that's all we need to do is just give him a couple of weeks out of the lineup, I think, and just make sure that everything is functioning correctly, that he's comfortable with his hamstring, that his leg, the broken leg isn't bothering him anymore and that his shoulder yeah. is, is, is working. And also, I think mentally as well, he's, you've got to make sure that you're right because the pressure is on every single time. It's, you know, it's one of the, having only played recreational baseball, um, being in the batter's box when things ain't going right is one of the loneliest places you can be uh, on a sports field. Um, so, you know make sure that everything is working in, in tandem uh, and I think Burley will be great for us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Give him time to sort it out. Absolutely. So um I think we're probably moving on now to predictions for the week ahead. And it's a slightly odd week in that we've got two two days off. Um so we've got the final game of the of the against the Diamondbacks tonight, which is starting uh, that's, given the time it is now, it's starting in about twenty minutes. But we won't, we won't, we don't normally talk about the the game on the day that we're recording. So that leaves us with two games against the Astros on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, then another day off, and then the start of a three game series against the Angels. So within the sort of time span we're looking at, we're talking about the first two. So we've only really got four games to predict: two against the Astros and two against the Angels. And I guess. One of those Astros games could see the uh, Dodgers debut for one Max Scherzer, um, and I think for the other one we're probably looking at another bullpen game unless they try Bueller on a, on on one day less rest than normal. But yeah,
3: they've they've gone with Bueller on Tuesday and Scherzer on on Wednesday. They've, yeah, yeah.
1: They've, Well, what does that do for the predictions then? If we're starting those two um, slightly good pitchers. Um, Adam, what do, what do you reckon for the for the four games then? Well, I have sort of said,
0: and this was before I even looked at pictures. I thought we'd split against Houston because they seem to be in a bit of good form at the minute. Uh, I think they got they might have got beat last night, but they beat the Giants the night before. Um, they are always dangerous opposition. I don't want us to lose one to him, but I think we probably will. And then I think we'll beat uh, the Angels you have you got to be the angels?
1: Indeed, Ian. What are your thoughts?
2: Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm going I'll, I'll start with the I'm gonna go 3 1. Um, I think we're gonna absolutely demolish the Astros. Um, I think that Dodger Stadium is gonna be the most inhospitable place on earth uh, for those two games. Um, I to the point where I almost kind of, and I would never normally, um, and I don't advocate for like, for this, but I almost kind of think that Astros fans have the common sense to stay away, because we don't want any 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 idiot Dodger fans taking taking things too far. But the team are gonna be let you know the, the, we're gonna let them have it for what they did to us in 2017. Um, there's still quite a few of the of the of the main names behind that still there. Um so I think that we'll give them I think that we'll give them a, a lot a lot of grief. Uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of emotion going. Uh, I think Bueller, Scherzer, two of the best pitchers on the planet. Um you know I think we're gonna were uh, I think we're gonna really go after them, really try and shut them down. Um I'm gonna predict that one game is going to be close, maybe two one, one zero um and the other game i think we'll i think we'll relax a little bit and maybe we'll win by four or five and have a bit of a bit a bit of an easier time about it but we owe we owe them some stuff and we owe it them in in front of the fans so uh so i, so I think we're going to we're going to sweep the astros the angels always take one off us at least one so I don't know to go to any depth. I don't know I don't know what pitching we're going to have left after we've thrown everything at the Astros. Um, we could lose both of them. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, to be honest with you, my, my focus is entirely on the Astros this week. Uh, and if we need to throw every pitcher um, at the Astros in order to beat them, then then let's do that.
3: So, Leon, how about you? I think we're going to split the Astros series. Um I think it's, it's going to be as big a game for them as it is for us. Um, I think as Ian said, there's, there's quite a lot of, of players there that played on that, that 2017 team. So, I know McCullers is pitching on, on, the, on the Tuesday. Uh, he's been quite vocal about things that occurred in 2017. And obviously, there's also Carlos Correa. Um, and sportsmen like being thrown into the, uh, the fire pit, don't they? Uh, and, you know, having everything going against you. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to those games. I think it was interesting. I, I, I don't want, you know, it's this is our first proper chance where with fans at Dodger Stadium to, to really let them know how everyone feels about it. Hopefully it, it, it closes the door on this sort of, this chapter as well. I'd love to get two wins. I think they're going to be tough games because they're a good side, of the Astros as well. Um, and then going into the Angels game, uh, I think we'll, we'll take the two off them on the weekend then. Again, they're still not very good. Um, they didn't make any significant moves at the trade deadline, um, but so I think we'll uh, we'll take two games off the uh, off the Angels.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's funny. i I was trying to remember the precise date, but I'm pretty certain the last not that I've been to many, but the last game I saw in Dodger Stadium was was a series. I'm guessing it must have been 2018 that we lost to the Astros uh either 2018 or 2019 but I think it was 18 um and we lost yeah 2018 we lost series 2-1 to the Astros and I saw the final game of the series when we won with Bueller pitching um yeah 2018 so, it, so obviously we'd lost the World Series then but it hadn't all broke what they'd done not just to, to us but to, to baseball as a whole um so um yeah, I think I think we've got the right two pitches in terms of the the mental toughness and everything going against going against them but but I agree with what you're saying Lee and I think it's going to be a they're going to be up for it as well. I think the place I think the stadium is going to be absolutely buzzing. Um what the hell? We've got to turn it around. I'm going to. Go, I'm going to. I'm going to go for a sweep. I'm going to go for four 0 in those four games. I, I I agree. The Angels normally take one of us. Off us, but let's assume it's this time next week. So we'll have will have four wins. I think. I think the two rest days probably help us a little bit. Um, but we're you know we're getting back towards full strength now. So um, it's looking good. Uh, in terms of UK friendly times, there's the game in now, just under 15 minutes against the Diamondbacks today, and the next one. Sort of UK friendly time is this time next week at ten past nine against the Angels. Otherwise, it's all um, early morning starts. So at least you get some baseball over breakfast if you don't want to stay up for the game. Um, and that brings us pretty well to the end. Has anybody got any final thoughts they would like to um, to add before we wrap up tonight's pod? No, don't no. think I'm getting. Get anything. My, I, I had one final point then, but I just wanted to make, and it was just a shout-out. I don't know who he is, but the guy who runs the UK account for the Cleveland Cleveland Indians, or well now the Guardian, uh, Guardians, put out on Twitter a little bit earlier today that after... 18 months of what he calls toxic mudslinging. He's going to take a break from Twitter for a while. So I don't know who he is, but to be honest, anybody championing baseball here in the UK can't be that bad. So hope to see you back on Twitter sooner rather than, uh, rather than later otherwise um thank you very much to to ian to adam and to leon to to being on the pod tonight and thank you everybody for listening um if you've got any questions or anything you'd like us to cover in a a future pod please get in touch via the via the twitter account otherwise you've been listening to the dodging sleep podcast um thanks again good night